Well, this last year for uh, me and my family has been one that's been filled with lots of challenges. And one of the toughest things was the whole process of seeing my mom totally degrade in mind, body, and spirit before her death in July. And to say that things have been arduous at times through her dying process in the weeks that have followed would be a vast understatement. After we cleared out my mom's house and we did what we needed to do, we were exhausted, just totally spent physically and emotionally. And a few days after my wife, Virginia, and I got back home here, one of my brothers, David, called me to check in, as is his habit. And near the end of the call, he said something to me that totally floored me. He said, Robert, I want you and Regina to remember to be gentle with yourselves. Now is the time to be gentle, not only toward each other, but gentle with yourselves. And almost immediately, I felt stress and upset diminish rapidly. What an amazing thing for my beloved brother to say to me, Robert, be gentle. And what a great reminder to all of us about a topic, sadly, I don't speak about enough, and that's gentleness. Fred Rogers said the following, most of us, I believe, admire strength. It's something we tend to respect in others, desire for ourselves, and wish for our children. Sometimes, though, I wonder if we confuse strength and other words like aggression and even violence. And he goes on to speak, and what Mr. Rogers was getting at and alluding to was the characteristic of gentleness, which in fact is real strength and real power. Gentleness, perhaps more than anything else in our culture right now, what we need is a massive, massive dose of gentleness. Gentleness, I believe, is a real game changer, not only with regard to our relationship with other people, but of equal importance, it changes our relationship with ourselves if we think about gentleness. And as people of faith living in this very complex, harsh, and cruel world and culture, I believe God wants each of us to take on the task of learning to be gentle. Gentleness is found something all over Scripture. Paul wrote in his letter to the people in Galatia in paraphrase form that if we live by the Holy Spirit with the presence of God within us, if we allow the presence of God to lead us, we belong to Christ. And when we belong to Christ, Paul writes, not only will we encounter love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and self-control, but our lives will be marked by gentleness. And then to the people of Ephesus, Paul wrote, I beg you, I beg you. He's writing to people of faith. How appropriate. I beg you. Live with humility and gentleness. What an important message for people of Christian faith to understand and yet embrace in America today. I beg you. Live the life you have been given by God with humility and gentleness. 
And then in a letter written to the Colossian people, we find God chose you and loves you. So clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, patience, and gentleness. Gentleness is all over Scripture. So let's explore gentleness for a few moments, what it means, what it's not. Let's even look at some things to think about as we each strive to following God's call to each of us to become more gentle in our lives towards others and towards ourselves. One person defines gentleness, and I think it's spot on, as follows. Gentleness is a sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength and prompted by love. Gentleness is a sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength, the strength of God, and prompted by love, the love of God. Gentleness is a characteristic way of being and acting that comes from strength and is motivated by love. And in fact, gentleness is a character trait that reflects strength and power, not weakness. Charles Swindoll said the following about gentleness. In our rough and rugged individualism, we think of gentleness as weakness, being soft and virtually spineless. Not so. Gentleness includes such enviable qualities as having strength under control, being calm and peaceful when surrounded by a heated atmosphere, emitting a soothing effect on those who may be angry or otherwise beside themselves, and possessing tact and gracious courtesy that causes other human beings to retain their sense of esteem and dignity. Instead of losing the gentle gain, instead of being ripped off and taken advantage of, the gentle come out ahead. And finally, this is what Rick Warren says about gentleness. Gentleness diffuses conflict, disarms critics, is persuasive, communicates love, flows from humility in putting other people first, earns respect, and makes us more like Jesus. So as we have defined gentleness, I think it's helpful to look briefly at what the opposite of being gentle is. I probably don't even need to say a thing. We all know what it is. We see it all over the place. The opposite of gentleness is being quick-tempered, engaging in blame, and scapegoating other human beings taking out frustrations in all kinds of ways, criticizing and degrading other human beings, aggression, violence, being impressed with one's self-importance, egocentrism and hostility, among other things. And I love what one person writes. Gentle people can be assertive, but they do not assert themselves. If we want to go to the source of gentleness, we need to look at God, for God's very nature is not only loving, but gentle. Now, first, a quick aside. Many of us are immersed in Scripture. We know Scripture, and we know that there's a lot of violence in the Hebrew Scriptures seemingly instigated by God. And no, the God we worship is not a different God from the God in the Hebrew Scriptures. And yes, I believe, and many scholars believe, that some of what is described in the Hebrew Scriptures often reflects a human accounting of events rather than God's 
temperament. I'm going to get into that as a sermon series, I decided, but not today. Today, I want to focus on the scriptural theme that a fundamental characteristic of God's nature is gentleness. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, we heard a reading today, and there are what are known as servant songs in the book of the prophet Isaiah. There are four servant songs. Now, a lot of Hebrew scriptures believe that servant songs actually represent the state of Israel back then. Christian scholars, however, some believe that the servant in the servant songs actually represents Jesus and is a foretelling of the Messiah. In our reading today from Isaiah, which are excerpts in the first of four servant songs, the servant of God is described in this way from one version of the Bible. Take a good look at my servant. I could not be more pleased with him. He will set everything right. He won't call attention to what he does with loud speeches. He won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt, and he won't disregard the small and insignificant. And from a Christian perspective, the Messiah who is described here is one who will not go after those who are hurting, just the opposite. The Messiah will be about other people, not himself, about seeking to make injustices just. And all of these characteristics, if you look at the four servant songs, describe the Messiah as being gentle. Then in the book of the prophet Zechariah, there's another foretelling of Jesus and how the Messiah was going to enter Jerusalem one day. From Zechariah, we find, raise the roof, your king is coming, a good, humble king who makes all things right. He will ride into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. And this gentle king referred to in these verses is exactly how Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Jesus was gentle. From our reading today from Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and I am gentle at heart. Here Jesus describes his very nature as gentle. Indeed, God in the flesh was gentle. Here are just a few examples of Jesus' gentleness exhibited throughout the Gospels. And as we take a look at these brief examples, remember the definition of gentleness I shared earlier. Gentleness is a sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength and prompted by love. One day Jesus was in the city of Jericho. A massive crowd surrounded Jesus. A fellow named Zacchaeus, he was a short little guy. He couldn't see Jesus, so what did he do? He climbs up a tree so he can see Jesus over the objections of everybody is there. What does Jesus do? He looks up into the tree and says, Zacchaeus, I'm having dinner with you tonight. What a kindness on Jesus' part, founded on strength, prompted by love. The same goes for the time when Jesus was moved with pity, when he saw a leper, and Jesus stopped and he healed the man of his illness, despite the fact everybody around him was ignoring the man. It was certainly a sensitivity and kindness that led Jesus to heal the person with a withered hand, the paralyzed man on the mat, and bring back back death, Jairus' little girl. Jesus was sensitive and kind when he responded to the woman caught in adultery, the woman at the well whose life has been a mess, and when children were around. Jesus was kind and sensitive when he fed thousands of hungry people, when people who were maimed and blind and mute were brought to him. Jesus was gentle as he approached Mary Magdalene as she stood at the tomb grieving Jesus' death, not knowing that he had been raised from the dead. 
And story after story after story after story in the Gospels depict the one whom we have chosen to follow as being gentle. A little aside, which is hard. Jesus was sensitive. He was kind. He was gentle. But he got mad. He got mad because his heart was broken. He didn't get angry out of spite. He got angry because his heart was broken. That the most religious people around him didn't get it. And it broke his heart. If you look at every example, every example of Jesus getting mad, more often than not, it is the most self-proclaimed religious people who Jesus feels are whole are very cold-hearted, hard-hearted, and mean. And if you notice that Jesus' anger is not about himself, but he's angry about the fact that those who are hard-hearted are not only hurting other human beings, but ultimately they are hurting themselves and drawing themselves away from the love of God. I'm not pointing fingers, but we live in an age in which we are surrounded by angry, mean, cutting, and self-righteous people. People are willing to say you're going to hell with a smile on their face. People who take the letter of the law to an extreme, forgetting that what matters is what was at the heart of the laws that were written, which Jesus addressed over and over and again. People who use scripture verses as spears to wound believing they are being loving by doing so. People who are willing to cast aside and condemn people despite who God made them to be. And what breaks my heart is that some of my self-proclaimed Christian sisters and brothers are breaking my heart and they're making me mad. But as soon as I thought about that, something else came into mind. I looked in the mirror, Robert Slow down there, boy. you got a long way to go in terms of being gentle. Robert, slow down there, boy. you got a long way to go to love God and love people the way I do. And then I knew, and I know now, and I know every day, I don't have this journey with Jesus down. But I know that being gentle is what it's all about. And the heck of it is, I know that it's not my place to judge another sister or brother in Christ. That ultimately I must turn my anger and indignation into deep and profound prayer for those that upset me and tick me off because of my perceived and perception of their coldness. Because you know what, in the end, I know there's always a bit of self-righteousness within me. back to being gentle with ourselves and others. How can we journey toward gentleness? 
Lots of people have written about it. Here are just a few thoughts. First and foremost, a gentle spirit, the only source for a gentle spirit, the place from where gentleness comes, the spring of gentleness, comes from God. Because God is gentle. God's nature is one of gentleness. So the more time we spend with God, the more we immerse ourselves in that relationship with God, the more we drop out from all the demands and the pressure surrounding us, and we spend time with our Lord, the more we sit at the feet of Jesus, the gentle one, the more we listen instead of yap when we're with God, the more we will be drawn into becoming a gentle spirit. And when we are not feeling gentle, I do not believe we should be hard on ourselves. But rather, we should take it as a signal that we need some time with God. To be gentle, I believe it's helpful to acknowledge, accept, and get in touch with the fact that every single human being, despite what they may say, has mighty challenges. Everybody. Every single human being has hurts. All of us have upsets, unresolved issues, hang-ups, strains in this relationship or that, worries, pressures, and stressors. So why on earth would we not just cut each other a break and be gentle? Scott Peck wrote in The Road Less Traveled this great line. It's so obvious that it's brilliant. His book starts, Life is Difficult. Yes, life is wonderful, joyful, wonderful, extraordinarily great, but it's difficult. And when we remember this, we become more gentle with other people, and I hope we become more gentle with ourselves. Somebody said a long, long time ago, and this is a paraphrase, you may have heard it, be kind to every person you meet, because everybody you meet is fighting a hard battle. But in addition to be gentle, I think we need to get in touch with our own emotions and, and get down to them, get, get in touch with what our emotions are down deep, not to block hard feelings. When we block hard feelings, when we're not in touch with our emotional life, we act out. And the more grounded we are, and the more we work through our feelings, the more we learn to be emotionally expressive in a healthy way, the more likely we're going to be empathic and be gentle. Feelings and working through them, our God-given feelings, so important to work through them. Just a few more ideas here and thoughts about being gentle. To, me, to be gentle means that we as human beings are very attentive between the space, between a stimulus, now I'm going to sound like an old psychologist, but we pay attention to the space between a stimulus and our response. There's always a space between something that happens and our response. Let's say, for example, I whack my finger with a hammer. That's the stimulus. My response is likely to be very quickly, ouch, as well as some other words. <laughs> but if I think about it, that time between the hammer and my response is not a mandated period of time. It's simply a space. What am I going to do with it? You and I, as people of faith, we are in charge of that space. God has given us free will to choose to do what we do with that space between something that go, comes at us and how we respond. God has given us free will to think what we do with that space between when something comes at us and how we respond. 
gentle people are very intentional about how they choose to use the space between stimulus and response. When we're gentle, we will choose to sit in that space for a while before reacting. So a silly example, if a car cuts me off, I can ignore that space, as I sometimes do, and respond with things that often people respond to when they're cut off in traffic. It's not a gentle thing to do. Or I can simply notice a person who's cut me off and think about it. The person must be distracted. I wonder what's going on with them. Maybe they are in a hurry like I've been. Maybe they're upset. There's that space, and my response is different. I also believe that being gentle gets started when we learn to be gentle with ourselves. And maybe as people of faith, we don't talk about this enough, but God calls us to be gentle with ourselves, and that's going to mean different things to each one of us. What does it mean to be gentle with yourself? Spending time with God, acknowledging that every person, every person has heartache, being in touch with our own emotions, taking control of that space between what comes at us and how we respond, and being gentle with ourselves. There's some things that we can think about in our journey of faith toward working on becoming more gentle. And so this morning, I hope that all of us are going to think about some questions. Where am I with being gentle with myself? How can I be more gentle with myself? Why am I not more gentle? How can I be more gentle with other people? Especially with those that tick me off and annoy the heck out of me. How can I be gentle with those with whom I fundamentally disagree about things? How can I be the presence of Jesus' gentleness in a culture that is filled with rage and anger and division? So spend some time today and the hours ahead pondering and thinking about gentleness, a gentleness to which I believe God calls you and me. And let us pray.